Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today we have a special guest on. And the reason why I say it's special because everyone knows my background is accounting and finance. And it's always a pleasure when I have a chance to talk to other finance and accounting professionals because I may be biased in saying this, but I do think that that is one of the most critical parts of your business because you get in business because you want to be profitable. And the way that you understand that is by understanding the numbers and the accounting, the finance side of your business. So I definitely want to welcome to the show, Michael Reeder. Welcome to the show, sir. Terrell, thank you for having me here. It's so great to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. I mean, now, before we jump into talking about, you know, the details of your firm and the great things that you're up to, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your background leading up to, you know, the firm that you're, you've launched? Absolutely. So um, just turned 34 years old recently. I'm an entrepreneur out of Chicago and I own two businesses. One is a CPA firm and another one is a business brokerage franchise consulting firm. Um, both firms have a niche in the business resale and franchise industry. The CPA firm, Swartz and Reader Advisors, is the CPA firm that hired me originally out of college in 2010. And uh, I became a partner in 2015 and owned it outright in 2019. Uh, so that firm is a story of that's been a journey of, of getting into a, an already existing business, improving it and eventually owning it. And then BizFriend Hub is a business that I started from scratch in 2015. So that's been a journey of taking a vision and making it into reality. And, you know, it's funny that you said in your intro how you're you're biased towards finance and accounting, um, but you have very viable reasons for that because regardless of which industry any business is in, they need that accounting and finance component of their business. And so um, that was my thought process in college. Uh, I, I graduated college in 2010. It took me five years to graduate because I, I jumped around majors. I was a physical therapy major. I was a, I was a um, journalism major. And I couldn't see myself in any of those respective careers in those respective industries when I graduated. So I was just I settled on accounting in college because I just, because it was practical. And I figured, well, this is something that I can get a job in out of college most more easily than physical therapy or journalism. And not that I wouldn't have been able to, but it was just, I couldn't, like, it was like my thought process really in college was, well, I like numbers and I'm good at math. So I'll just get an accounting degree because it's practical. And that's just kind of snowballed into everything that's happened since. So that was my thought process of why I should get an accounting degree in college. And then I met my uh, then, like, like he was my, my, my forever mentor. His name is Barry Swartz. I met him in 2010 and he's like a second father to me. We have a great relationship. Um, he taught me the ropes and everything as I self-studied for the CPA exam while working. And, and I really, I had two months of an unpaid internship at, an, at a local CPA firm here in the greater Chicago area prior to working with Barry. And, you know, it was a, a two months of unpaid. That was my only experience. So Barry taught me the ropes in the industry. And, and, um, and I self-studied for the CPA exam that first year and a half where I was working for him. And then what happened in 2014, 2015 is we acquired two smaller CPA firms. And then so, that, so I fell in love with the process of buying another business. 
that and I, I always knew I wanted to do something more than just doing people's taxes all day, which I enjoy. Um, I just didn't know what. And then so I got like that light bulb went off in my head when we acquired two smaller CPA firms in 2014 and 2015. And on top of that, one of the clients that we got in one of those books of business was a self-employed franchise referral consultant. So put in simpler terms, what he does is he work, he helps people find franchise businesses to buy and he connects them. He takes them through his process and then connects them to the one that they're interested in. And if they invest in that one, then he receives the commission from the franchisor. So here I am as you know, a 27, 28 year old young man uh, at that time, I just bought a couple of businesses myself, albeit not franchise businesses, they were CPA firms. And, and one of the clients that I got in one of those books of business was a self, he was a self-employed franchise referral consultant. So he, so uh, I just bought a couple of businesses and I just got a client who's in the business of helping people buy businesses, specifically franchise. So all of these events coming together in 2014 and 2015 are what inspired me to create BizFran Hub in 2015, which is our business brokerage franchise consulting firm. And so we've been going strong at that for the last five and a half, you know, close to six years. And, and, and over there, we help people buy businesses. We help people sell businesses, both franchise and independent. And as soon as I got into that business and I started networking with other franchise consultants and business brokers across the country, that they all found out that I was a CPA too. They're like, oh, Mike, you're a CPA? I got to like, well, I'm working with this buyer and they got this tax question. I'm working with this buyer and they got this accounting question. I'm working with this buyer and they have this entity structure question. I'm working with this buyer and they have this funding question. Hey, Mike, can you talk to them and just answer their questions? Because, you know, I mean, I usually just tell them like, oh, just go talk to your CPA. And, you know, a lot of these other CPAs, you know, they're really conservative and they're trying to talk them out of the deal and uh, they don't really understand this industry so well. So I'm like, sure, I'll talk to them. So ever since the summer of 2015, I've also started, like I started having these free consultation calls with buyers that were working with other franchise consultants, not us, but other franchise consultants. And, um, and, and I, I use that free consultation call to provide maximum value to the buyer to answer any questions that they have in the context of accounting, tax, entity structure, funding, financial projection, resale, financial statement, due diligence, uh, franchise disclosure document items 5, 6, 7, 19, and 21, which are the five main items of the franchise disclosure document that are financial related. And I, I, I leverage that free consultation called the maximum value and several of those um, several of those buyers, once they invest in their business, they circle back with my CPA firm to be their CPA from further business. So I have several business clients across the country that I've uh, retained through this process. And uh, as of today, I'm the affiliate CPA of the Franchise Broker Association, the International Franchise Professional Group, the Franchise Consulting Company, the U Network, the Entrepreneur Source, and I have uh, relationships with several other franchise referral consultants and um, business brokers that are affiliated with FranNet, FranServe, FranChoice, TransWorld, uh, Sun Acquisitions, Murphy's. So it's just been a super fun experience this last half decade. Um, uh, and I and, and I and I've carved out this niche as a CPA, working with business buyers. And um, as soon as I recognized it in 2015, I just tripled down on it. So mm -hmm. I'm 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 doing I'm in this I'm in this world of franchise and, and business brokering um, with two hats on. Uh, gotcha. 
you know, like I, I, I came into it from the angle of a CPA and I, and I took advantage and, and, and I'm still here as a CPA, even though my team over at this rent hub is actually working as the broker, helping people buy and sell businesses. I got a nice thing going on over at Swartz and Reader Advisors, my CPA firm, where I'm working with the, the buyers of other, other, of several other brokers, helping them with all their CPA questions. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, one of the common things that comes up for a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs is, you know, is just getting, I don't know if you could ever say comfortable, but just making a decision to actually identify what their niche is. Because what I run into with a lot of our fellow CPAs or those like myself, I do CFO um, services. And so one of the things you find is that people are almost like they're too afraid to find their niche. So what was it about, like I said, the franchising that really, you know, appealed to you as like, you know what, here's an opportunity for me to really focus in and be, you know, really good at this thing. Yeah, uh, I, I recognized that there was no one else doing what I was doing. Um, and, and so, and then also, I also recognized that a lot of my peers in the, industry, in the CPA industry don't like to give away their time for free. I don't really know many other CPAs out there that get that like to hop on a bunch of free 60 minute consultation calls. Um, and so I recognized my niche um, because I have experience actually buying a business because I've done it myself. And then when I got into the industry of business brokering and franchise consulting, I realized that I'm really like the only CPA that's doing it in both ways. Like I'm not only a CPA, I'm actually, I'm also a business broker franchise consultant myself. So uh, just the fact that I bought a business myself, I have experience doing it twice. And I'm also a business broker franchise consultant and I'm a CPA. Then all those reasons are why like it's my niche is I'm a CPA in the business brokering and franchise consulting world. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to triple down on that. And so as I've been scaling BizFran Hub, which is our business brokering franchise consulting firm, I've at the exact simultaneously the entire way through the entire time, I've also been scaling Swartz and Reader Advisors niche in this space as a CPA, because there's really no other CPA that's doing what I'm doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, as you talk about scaling, you know, one of the aspects that a lot of entrepreneurs uh, kind of face when it comes down to scaling is bringing on other talent, whether it's hiring people, bringing on business partners. How has that process been for you as far as just getting comfortable with that and bringing on people to help you scale? Uh, it is absolutely crucial. It's the only way that you can scale. Uh, people are the, are the only way that you can scale. I've learned the hard way. I went several years trying to do everything myself, um, you know, making money but completely stressful day-to-day -day life and have just had to learn through uh, experiencing enough pain that there has to be a better way. So really the last two years, especially, I've gone on offense, trusting others, delegating tasks, growing my team, progress, not perfection, um, and just understanding that, like, so I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan. And one thing that he always emphasizes is Hiring is guessing and firing is knowing. So uh, I've, I've had interviews with people that during the initial interview, I, my gut feeling was they weren't going to work out and they've ended up being some of the best people on my team. And I've had, and I've interviewed people that I thought that they hit the, 
they hit it out of the park. They were going to be beast mode and they ended up being horrible. And so hiring is guessing and firing is knowing. So I've learned to just ignore that intuition feeling that I have and not, you know, don't just judge a person. Like what I've learned as a business owner is that there's only like the interview is one thing. And you just got to give people a chance, like no matter what, like some people are nervous in the interview. Some people have a certain, you know, aspect of their personality that might rub you the wrong way, but that doesn't mean that they're bad for the job. So I've, so I've just, uh, uh, you know, really been living by that approach the last couple of years, hiring is guessing, firing is knowing, and then just, you know, seeing how those first 30 to 60 days go and then making decisions from there and um, teaching the team so they can in turn teach others as the team grows and delegating tasks uh it's the only way i mean uh i want to scale but i only have 24 hours in a day just like all of us and and and, and how do you scale a business how do you how do you multiply your revenue how do you grow your team how do you grow your business if if you don't i mean the the x factor is the people so you got to have more people you have to have people that are that are in alignment with your culture it's all about the people um and and to put people first to put your, your people first, your clients second, and then revenue third is the way to increase revenue. It's like an inverse effect. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Now in your CPA firm, how many other CPAs do you have in the firm? We have a total, including myself and my partner, Barry. Um, He's, I I still call him my partner because he's my mentor. He's still working full time. Um, There's nine of us. We have nine CPAs and enrolled agents. Gotcha. Now, when you think about what you talked about earlier about how most CPAs don't really want to take the time to do that, you know, that, that free consultation call that, that deliver value first. So when you guys have other CPAs in the firm, how do you go about developing that culture? So they have that mindset of like, Hey, in this firm, we are, you know, deliver value first. Um, how did you kind of develop that culture in the firm? So that's really what, so me and Barry are really, if, if our CPA firm was a restaurant, me and Barry would be in the dining room talking with the patrons and everyone else would be in the kitchen cooking up the meals. So everyone else, you know, they're getting paid, um, you know, hourly, no matter what. So a lot of that free advice, a lot of that free time is really my time and Barry's time. And once they're retained as a client, then I'm still there for them. Barry's still there for them. But uh, the rest of my team is, you know, they're more, they don't really have to worry so much about um, about the, that those those free consultations. That's a role that I play with my time as the front of the house. Um, but the the rest of the of of the team, primarily other than me and Barry, are you know the ones that are actually doing the work and they're getting paid. But you bring up a good point, Terrell, because there is going to come a point in time where I'm going to have to, and, and that's just you know the next step in the process as I continue to grow. Um, once I start having a bunch, uh, like I'm still, I, I'm, I'm approaching, like I'm, a, I'm approaching the point where it's like, I, I'm going to need help on this free consultation calls because I can't do them all myself. But uh, that is going to be something that I'm going to have to train a couple of people on the team. You know, they're going to have to listen in and shadow me on these phone calls and listen to how I talk to these buyers. And then I'm going to have to spread the burden of these free consultation calls to my team members. And so my team member, and, and, and that's, it's going to really become a cost of doing business. Like my, I'm still going to pay my team member for that hour of their time, even though I'm not charging the client. And then if, and, and then if we retain that client, like, you know, the amount of revenue that we would get from the year after year after year would, 
would justify the cost of you know me paying my team member that for that 60 minutes but you bring up a good point um there, there will come a point in time in my continued growth where there's going to have to be other people other than me and Barry doing the free consultation calls. We're not there yet, but we'll get there soon. Awesome. Awesome. So now if people are interested in getting in touch with you, let's say, you know, for any of your services on the, the buying and the selling of a business or on the side for your CPA firm, where can they find your CPA firm online? Where can they find you on the buying and the selling of a business? Absolutely. So if anyone wants to explore buying a business or selling their business, they can visit my company website, BizFranHub. So BizFranHub.com, B-I-Z-F-R-A-N-H-U-B.com. And if anyone wants to work with me or anyone wants to take me up on my offer for a free consultation call for accounting and tax services, um, anyone wants to talk about income tax services, um, you know, they have, if, if they're buying a business and they're already working with a consultant or a broker and they just want to answer specific CPA related questions, then they can visit my CPA firm's website, swartzandreaderadvisors.com. That's S-W-A-R-T-Z-R-E-E-D-E-R.com. And my LinkedIn profile, um, I have 22,000 followers on LinkedIn. I'm putting out content a lot. I'm planning on putting out more. Michael Ian Reader. My middle name is Ian, I-A-N. So Michael Ian Reader. Find me on LinkedIn, send me a connection request. Let's connect there. Um, my email, I'm, I'm a big emailer. Um, I, my cell phone, I, I, you know, call me, text me. Um, I'm, I'm a millennial, so I'm all about <laughs> texting, right? So, um, you know, I, I'm very, I, there are multiple ways that people can get a hold of me. They can visit my websites. They can visit my LinkedIn profile. And I'm a very proactive communicator and networker and I have a team. So, um, you know, uh, I have a team that can help out with scheduling and all that stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Now, before we wrap up, one question I like to ask every guest that comes on. I mean, when you think about, you know, the history of where you've been in your journey and where you are now with your two businesses, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners? Really understand what, the end goal is what are you trying to achieve because everyone is different um you know you have the solopreneur out there that just wants to make enough money to pay their bills and do what they do on their own terms and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what their end goal is um you know that person doesn't need advice on how to scale their business as much as you know someone else because they're not trying to scale their business they're just trying to you know uh, it's more of a lifestyle for them being a solopreneur. They're not really trying to be in empire building mode. Uh, but if you are in empire building mode, if you are in trying to scale a business, you just, you got to put people first. You got to put people first and you got to communicate. And I'm, I'm of the opinion first of that. You take care of your people first, customers second, you know, uh, customers or clients second and um, the dollars third. And, doesn't mean that I, you know, I, that I don't love my customers and clients. It's just that if I care, if I really invest in my people first, then just like naturally that's going to result in my company taking better care of our clients and customers. Um, and just uh, so people, people, people. And also, uh, do you, do you enjoy what you're doing? You know, like, like a lot of Gary V theme stuff coming here. Like if, if like you're self-employed, do you enjoy what you're doing or do you feel like it's a grind, you know, just really be self-aware about what you enjoy doing and you know what you're good at and you enjoy it and triple down on that. And, um, 
really just uh, the the importance of like we live in this world now, like where there's really like, like we're all working, like, like a lot of us are working from home, especially service professionals are working from home, and there's really no separation between work and personal life. And you know, smart, you know, like we're surrounded by this technology where there's like you know instant notifications and and there's just you know so much rapid fire coming at us all the time. We have to. I I think it's so important to intentionally create a distance, a, a boundary between our, you know, our, our personal life and our work life, because if we don't, it can just consume us. And I've been there, done that. I'm still in it. I'm still working on this every day. But for example, like stuff like, you know, don't look at your phone right when you wake up and I, but guess what, everyone, I looked at my phone right when I woke up today. So I'm still working on it. Um, you know, don't look at the phone right before bed. I'm doing a better job at that. Um, you know, hit a certain point at night where you just put the phone away and just unplug for a couple hours, spend time with family. Don't think about work. You know, same thing with the weekends, like pick some time. Like we got it. like the world that we live in, if we want, we can be constantly consumed. And so this world of technology automation and it, it can constantly consume us. It's up to us as human beings to create that boundary because it, like there's really no one else that's going to stop us. And so I think that that's important, whether you are a business owner or not, but um you know, I mean, I think it's the, I think it's a big cause of why a lot of people are getting stressed and have anxiety these days is just because it's just nonstop um, data just consuming our brain and our brain, like, you know, meditation. Like you can see over there, I have a at-home sauna that I go into and I spend a little time in there daily just to, you know, just to let the heat hit me for about 15 or 20 minutes, I think. Um, and I just, you know, I just unplug for a little bit. Um, I take cold showers. That really helps with mindset. Um, but just really, I know I'm rambling, but other than just knowing that, you know, if, if you're a business owner and, and you want to scale the importance of people first before anything, number one, and then whether you're a business owner or not, just if you're a human being, the importance of just creating some sort of boundary between you and all this technology that we're surrounded with mm -hmm. on a daily basis, because it, it is a much bigger problem than a lot of people think. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. Loved, uh, like I said, learning a little bit more about your story, all the great things that you have going on. Um, definitely wish you the best. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It is an honor, my friend. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.